yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all I should, but I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. 2019, knowing him more, knowing me. And now, our senior pastor, Reverend Gilbert Osei. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of righteousness. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for the gift of adoption. Thank you for the gift of righteousness. Thank you for the gift of holiness. Thank you for all that we have that is in you, that is in Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for who we are. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, let the saints respond. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be seated. Is somebody here? Yes, sir. Matthew 28, the verse number 18 to 20. Matthew 28, the verse 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying... After his resurrection, he came and spake unto them, saying... All power all is power given unto me. In heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go ye therefore and teach Go all nations. Go ye therefore and teach... All nations. All nations. Pause. The word teach there is that Greek word, make disciples. It is matatheo, M-A-T-H-E-T-E-U-O, matatheo, make disciples. He came to them and said, go ye into all the nations and make disciples. So we are not just to preach and leave them. Sometimes we preach and say, find a Bible-believing church. How is he going to find a Bible-believing church when he doesn't even know what a Bible-believing church is? You just preach to the person. So we don't preach and leave people. We make them disciples. And the word matatheo means a student. It also comes from the word matatiz, M-A-T, H. E T E E S Matathes to make a pupil. So to make a disciple is the process of training people to become. To make a disciple is the process of training people to become. So what it means is that Jesus has made them disciples. He made them disciples by teaching them. He made them disciples by training them. He made them disciples by letting them observe his life. Then he says, what I have taught you, you to go and make people like that. So we go and preach to people, and then we also train them the way we have been trained. Next point. 
the emphasis of the gospel is not only to believe and be saved, which is the fundamentals of the gospel. The emphasis of the gospel is not only to believe and be saved, which is fundamental, but the emphasis of the gospel, just like Mark 16, 15, extends further to you being trained. The emphasis of the gospel extends further to you being trained. Mark 16, 15. Mark 16. So I come to church with a notion to come and learn. I am coming for training. Church is where I am trained Christ. So in church, they don't train me to do business. They don't train me how to be a successful billionaire. That is not the place for church. Church's training, teaching is specifically and solely Christ. We learn Jesus in church. You want to learn business, go to Gimpa. You want to learn stock, financing, whatever you want to learn, go to the institutions that do that. So if I go to Legon Business School and the first day at the lecture room, the lecturer said, John chapter 14, verse 3. Then he starts reading and starts explaining Jesus. Do you know what I'll be doing? First of all, I wonder what is he doing. Okay, maybe he has something to do with what we are going to learn. You'll still be waiting, right? Because you don't expect scriptures to be your course. Because you didn't enroll in a Bible school. The same way when you come to church and they are talking nothing but Christ, nothing but the gospel, something is wrong. You still should be waiting and saying, where is pastor going? Is somebody hearing me? So you can write this. If I go to church and I hear a message and it motivates me to go and do business, I didn't go to church. If I go to church and the message I hear on Sunday is stirred up my creativity to go and start a business, to go and start a farm, I didn't go to church. Because the gospel never stirs up materialism. The gospel stirs up Christ in you. Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 12. Ephesians chapter 4. The Wait verse for them, they are coming. 12. Ephesians 4, from verse number 12. Let's go. Ephesians 4, 12. Mm -hmm. For the perfecting okay, of so the saints. Okay, so start from 11. He says. The verse 11. And, and he, some, gave some he gave apostles some as apostles. And some prophets. Some as prophets. And some evangelists. Some as evangelists. And some pastors and teachers. And some pastoring teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. So the, the, the duty of a pastor, the duty of an apostle is for the perfecting. The word perfecting is nurturing. Is training, grooming. 
So he says, your pastor's duty is to groom you. Your pastor's duty, the prophet's duty, is to nurture you. It's like child training. For the equipping of the saints. So what is he grooming you for? Continue. For the edifying of the body of Christ. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature. You missed something. Go back. Start from 12. The verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the Abba. ministry. Please, do you need glasses? Not. So read it again. That he, she missed for the work of ministry. Read it again, verse 12. The verse 12. Mm -hmm. For the perfecting of the saints. He says the duty of the pastor is to nurture the Christian. For the work of ministry. For what? For the work of for the work ministry. For work in Echo Bank. No. Bank of Ghana. Ajua Fashion. <laughs> the duty of the pastor is to nurture you for what? The work of ministry. So I come to church to be trained to do God's work. My coming to church is not to kill my enemies. My coming to church is not to learn how to fight demons. My coming to church is to learn how to do the work of ministry. So write it for free. Every Christian is a minister. Every Christian is a minister. So when you say minister, it doesn't mean you are specially anointed. We are all ministers. Whether you sweep, you are minister, sweeper. When you sing, you are minister. Everybody is a minister. Are we okay? So I am trained to do the work. That means if I come to church and I do nothing, Something is wrong. Like if you rightly edited. If you are interested in evangelism. Yeah? Error. You know, we stopped doing altar calls in church. Because how do you invite somebody to come to receive Christ in the church? What was your mouth doing when you were bringing the person? No, no, seriously. How did you invite somebody to come to receive Christ in the course of the service? They don't know who you are. Because if you're an ambassador, you win the person and bring the person. You don't bring an unbeliever for who to preach to them. Because everybody is supposed to preach. So when we meet, if somebody has a psalm, a hymn, when we meet, it's for edification. Our gathering is not a gathering of unbelievers. It's a gathering of the saints. So how do we have, how, how, how do we have what I call on our program? No, it's an opportunity. If an unbeliever enters here by mistake, it is an opportunity for all of us to gain crowns in heaven. How do we wait for a pastor to do it? Why is the person sitting next to you? You preach to the person even before. Service close. Mark 16, 15. 
have evangelism team. Yaka House, no evangelism team. We are all evangelists. We are all prayer. We all pray. Nobody is praying. Others are sleeping. You are born by no gumachi. And I didn't buy any tamachi. Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, 15. Mm -hmm. And he said unto them. And he said unto them. Go ye into all the world. Go ye into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. And preach the gospel to every creature. The verse 16. Mm -hmm. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned so it is the duty of every christian to preach the gospel there is nobody who has not been mandated to preach the gospel is that clear so when he says we should go and make disciples. He says, go and make students of the message that saved you. So I am a disciple of grace. I am, the message that saved me was the grace message. I'm a disciple of the finished work of Christ. You see what? Because we don't train people in Christ, people are saved and then we are still organizing deliverance for them. Because we are not using Jesus' manual. Look, if Christians will learn the Bible, eh, a lot of churches, they should fold them down and join other churches. Because the pastor is a deliverance minister. The one that Jesus has already done. He has an anointing for deliverance. And he's not delivering unbelievers, though. He's delivering Christians. Amazing. Some people have a call that only them have it. It's not in the Bible. Jesus never organized deliverance for any Christian. No apostle organized deliverance for any believer. Anybody in the Bible that was delivered, they were unbelievers. Because when you are saved, you have been delivered. That message you receive, that Christ comes to live inside you, is the message that causes your deliverance. Mm. Colossians 1.13, 13, I'm sure. So the born-again believer does not need deliverance. So running 14 steps for deliverance, total deliverance. Yet the Bible says if the sun set you free, you are what? Free indeed. But you have a, a customized freedom. Are you Shatawale? Mm -hmm. Colossians 1.13. 12 and 13. 12 and 13, sorry. Giving thanks unto the Father, mm -hmm. which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in he light. He said, the Father has made us partakers of the inheritance. So the moment we became partakers of the inheritance, continue. Who had delivered us from the Who power had of darkness? What? Delivered us Please. from the power of darkness. One key thing, one of the things I'm teaching tomorrow on radio, is there are past tense in the Bible. Past tense. When you went to school and you were taught past tense, past tense is past. Past is not present continuous. Did he say he who would deliver us? Mm -hmm. Who is delivering us? 
He said, who what? Who had delivered us? It's hard. The moment you became a partaker of his inheritance, you have been delivered. Who had delivered Deli us uh -huh. from the power of darkness? From the power of darkness. And had translated us and into he has the kingdom. And what? Translated us. Into the kingdom of his dear son. Into the kingdom of his dear son. So how can somebody who has been delivered, translated into the kingdom of his dear son, need deliverance? When you go for deliverance, you and the deliverance minister are saying, Jesus, you don't get power. Jesus, I don't believe in what you did. Deliverance is not an activity of a born-again Christian. Because when you become born again, you receive the life of Christ. Your old life is gone. So the life of Christ has no demons in it, except you believe Jesus is possessed. Is somebody here? Okay. Next point. So again, we said that as a disciple, you are a student of the gospel of Jesus. What does it entail to be a student of Christ? What does it entail to be a student of Christ? When we say you are a student of Christ, what does it entail? Number one, it means you are learning Christ. Not just the knowledge, but the very life of Christ. When you are a student of Christ, you learn Christ, not just the knowledge, but the very life of Christ. So Jesus' life becomes your steady material. Because his life is your life. Next point. If you are a student of Jesus, you will have the attitude of a student. This is very important. If you are a student of Jesus, you will have the attitude of a student. So if we come to church and we are coming to learn, we come like students going for lectures. Please write this in capital. As a student of Jesus, you will have the attitude of submission and obedience. As a student of Jesus, you will have the attitude of submission and obedience. Hebrews 13, 17. If you are not ready to submit, if you are not ready to obey, you can't grow in your Christian life. Hebrews chapter 13, the verse 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have the rule over you. He says, obey them that have rule over you. 
and submit yourselves and submit yourself for they for they watch for your souls because your pastor watch for your soul as as they that must give account because your pastor is going to give account of you on the day of judgment that they may do it with joy so that your pastor will do it with joy and not with grief and not with what grief can you read it again obey them that obey have the them over that you. have rule over you when a pastor gives an instruction the bible expects you to obey he says obey them that have rule over you and submit yourself and submit yourself for they watch for your soul because the pastor watch for your soul as they that must give account i am not going to heaven with my wife i am not going to give account of my biologic my biological child listen very carefully marriage is a physical thing it ends on this earth that is why even in our constitution they say till death do you part because after death there is no marriage so in heaven when i stand before the lord i'm not going with my wife and my children biological children i am going with my spiritual children people who i have lordship and pastoring over so every pastor is going to give an account about you so question what member have you been he says continue what did he say that they may do it with joy he says that your grief. pastor will give an account on your behalf with joy and not with grief and not with what grief for Be that is because some some members they even go to the stand of making their pastors cry And he says what? If you are troubling your pastor, that will not what? For that is unprofitable for you. That is not good for you. Right for free. Submission is to surrender your will to another one. Let me say it. Submission is to surrender to the will of someone else. When we say submit, to submit, it means to surrender to the will of someone else. So if the Bible instructs you to submit to a pastor, he says your will you give to him. That's submission. I'll explain further. You know, the people that make pastors cry are people who a pastor will correct over one issue over and over and over again. Every day you are late to church, they are telling you. Chomobi, kabasomo late. So yes, pastor. Next week, Elkwadi, or the course 15. Or the 15, Besatoso. And consistently, if you, you know yourself, what is the one thing every day pastor has been talking about? If you are being corrected over the same thing, something is wrong. Next point. You submit to how things, no. you submit to how something is done. You submit to how something is done that is not the way you do your thing. That's submission. You submit to how things, how something is done 
that is not the way you do yours. That's submission. So you don't like writing. But this pastor comes from his church, he says you should write. Submission is even though you don't like writing, because he asks you to, you do it. That's submission. That this is not how I do my thing. I know how I study. When I went to Opokwari, if I studied the way I study now, Kabanamu PhD. I didn't used to study. In fact, I don't like study. In fact, I don't like writing. I even told myself my handwriting is not nice. You do so many things to encourage yourself in your flaws. But when something is important to you, now I can sit for 14 hours just studying the Bible. 14 hours straight. I didn't used to like it. But I have come to understand that people's destinies depend on me. People's upbringing. I am going to give an account. I can't study anyhow. I can't just come and say anything without a proof. So anytime I pick the Bible, I'm coming to defend what has been written. And it takes a lot of studies. So submission. When you submit, is to is how something you submit to how something is done that is not the way you do it. Another one for submission. Submission is when you don't agree. When you don't like. But I still find out what pastor wants to be done. Submission is when I don't like. This thing pastor says we should do, I don't like it. I don't agree with his decision. But because I am submitting, I still want to find out what he wants to be done. I'll say it again. Submission is when I don't agree. When I don't like. But I still find a way to ask pastor what he wants to be done. Because as long as I am a member, it is not what I want. It is what my pastor wants. That's submission. 25 years of ministry, I've seen things. There are some people, if they bring idea, they want the whole world to come and support. If it's not the idea, mm, they will never be part of it. That's selfishness. That's not Christ-like. Because you didn't bring the idea, and somebody else brought the idea. You even try to find loopholes in the idea. Some people, every day, it has to be them. All things must begin from them and end with them. They are offers and omegas. They are the wisest people around. That's not. Next point. Submission is not, is when it's not my opinion. Submission is when it's not my opinion. I didn't suggest it. When it is not convenient, the time they are asking us to come and meet, it is not convenient. And two, apart from the fact that it's not convenient, it's the fact that it's not my opinion, I also don't like it. But since I've been instructed, I do it.
Are you with me? Try you. Submission has nothing to do with who you are submitting to. Submission has nothing to do with who you are submitting to. Some people, if they heard pastor there, they will hear. If you tell them pastor said, forget it. If they think they are better than you and you are leading, they won't mind. Some people, when they come to church and they see somebody's leading prayer, they don't like your face, they'll go outside. Go and chat, I do worship of everybody inside. But the person didn't stand from their house and come and hold their microphone. Somebody instructed them to lead. So if you disrespect them, you are disrespecting the one who gave them that opportunity. And if it's your pastor, pastor didn't just become a pastor. God gave him that opportunity. So if you disrespect a pastor, you are disrespecting the God that made him a pastor. If you disrespect your leader, the media leader, the choir leader, the ushering leader, you are not disrespecting that person. You are disrespecting whom the authority comes from. You can be older than them. So in the New York house, I intentionally choose children to teach people humility. I'll choose somebody you are older than. Somebody in your house is born in the Yet the person is your coordinator. <laughs> you see, it's very easy submitting to people older than you. That's not humility. Humility is when you are older than a person, richer than a person, yet you still submit. When they say we are meeting at seven, you don't take them for granted. You want to test your level of humility? Let somebody you don't respect be your leader. You will know whether you are humble. You want to know, oh, me, I'm humble. Anybody who says I'm humble, they are not humble. The fact that you are even saying it, you are not. You are deceiving yourself. First Peter chapter 2, verse 18. First Peter chapter 2, the verse 18. Talk to me. Servants, subject to your masters with all fear. He says servants. Subject to your masters with subject, all fear. Submit to your masters with all fears. Not only to the good and gentle. He says not only to the good and gentle. But also to the forward. That means also to the harsh. So you don't say me, I'll listen to you when you are talking to me nicely and politely. He says submission has got nothing to do with who you are submitting to. So some bosses are not nice. But Christ expects you to submit. Some leaders are not nice. It's not about niceness. You're not running a, 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 a beauty pageant. Are you here? So you submit even when things are harsh. We even submit when the instruction didn't come well. Some people, they go home and cry and go and tell everybody. Can you imagine we're all standing there? <laughs> and you are stopped crying. <laughs> Three days, they have not been able to voice. They are so sensitive. They have allowed things to get into you. Hmm. Next point. I must know what is the heartbeat of God. I'll be moving fast. Because I have a few minutes and have a lot of things to say. Or better still, you can write, what is the heartbeat of God? 
what is God's will? What's God's plan? A lot of people pray, Father, let me know your will. Oh, Jesus, what's your plan? It's not a prayer point. It's in the Bible. One, first, no, I'll tell you all the scriptures. You write it there, we start reading it. So one, first Timothy chapter two, three, and four. First Timothy two, three, and four. If you want to know God's plan, God's heartbeat, first Timothy two, three, and four. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine. Second Peter three, nine. Second Peter three, nine. Second Peter three, fifteen. Second Peter three, fifteen. Second Peter three, fifteen. Ezekiel chapter three. Ezekiel chapter thirty three, verse eleven. Ezekiel 33, 11. Afe Yanko, one by one. First Timothy 2, 3 to 4. Mm -hmm. For this is good okay, and acceptable. Okay, so start from the verse 2. The verse 2. Mm -hmm. For, For this is acceptable. Eh? Is that what you say? No, please. For uh, this is good and acceptable. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of, in the God, sight our of God, our Savior, who would have all men have to be all saved. men to be what saved? Who have all men to be saved and, and to, to come, come to the, the knowledge of the truth? Of the, truth. the will of God is to have all men to be saved. The will of God is that all men will be saved. Number two, that all men will come to the knowledge of the truth. Next point. Next scripture. Second Peter chapter three verse nine. Uh -huh. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. For the Lord is promise. not slack. Concerning his promise, as some men, as count, some slackness, men count slackness, but his long but suffering, his long to suffering us not willing that any should perish. God is not willing that what any should perish, anybody should go to hell, but that all should come to repentance. That all men will come to repentance. You want to know the will of God? No matter what, God's heart beat is that all men be saved. If you are a Christian, you should desire God's heartbeat. And the heartbeat of God is that all men will come to the knowledge of the truth. That all men are what? Are saved. Next scripture. Second Peter 3.15. Second Peter 3.15. An account that the long suffering of he our says, Lord is salvation. I want you to understand that, that this account, that the long suffering, the reason why God has taken his time. Hey, Jesus, they said Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming here on being now. Why? He said that the long suffering of God is what? Of our Lord is salvation. Is what? Salvation. So God's patience is that he wants men to be saved. The long suffering of God is salvation. salvation. That's why God has delayed. God wants men to be saved. Even as our brother Paul, our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, had written unto you. Okay. So Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11. Ezekiel 33, 11. Mm -hmm. Say unto them, as I live, say, say the unto Lord them. God, 
This is what God is saying. What is God saying? Say unto them, as I live, say mm -hmm. the Lord God, mm -hmm. I have no pleasure in the I death have of no the wicked. pleasure in what? The, the death of the wicked. The death of sinners. But that the wicked turn from that, his way that, But that live. the wicked will turn from their ways and live. And they will live. Have eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to know what pleases God? What pleases God is that men are saved. There is joy in the presence of God over one sinner that repentes. There is joy. The joy in heaven is not because you got married. The joy in heaven is not because you had a child. Not everybody will marry. Not everybody will have their own children. But everybody will have a spiritual child if you preach the gospel. Luke chapter 10. On Thursday, I was looking for this scripture. I said we should read 19, but it was 17 I was looking for. Luke 10, 17, 18, and 19. The 17 returned with joy. It's Luke 10, 17 to 19. Mm -hmm. And the 70 returned again the with joy saying. With joy saying, Lord, Lord, even the devils, even are, subject devils are subject to us through thy name. Through thy name. And he said unto them. And then Jesus said unto them, I beheld Satan as I lightning. I beheld Satan as lightning fall as lightning from heaven. Has been falling from heaven. You know, another error. People say Jesus saw Satan falling from heaven. Like that's not what it means. Kind of grammar. Or see, I beheld Satan as lightning. As lightning, not as. I beheld Satan fall like lightning. No. He says, he beheld Satan. As lightning has been falling. That's how I beheld Satan fall. From heaven. 19. From heaven. 19. Huh? Behold, I give unto you power. I to give unto you on power to trample upon serpents, serpents and, and scorpions. And over all the powers of the earth. But the that's enemy. not what is important. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And look right here to us. Notwithstanding in this, in this, rejoice not. Or oh, say, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not. Don't be happy that you can cast out devils. Don't be happy that things are subjected. No, 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 no. Yes. Don't rejoice in this. What should we rejoice? That the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice. But rather rejoice. Because your names are written in heaven. That what? Because your names are written in heaven. So what gives the Christian joy is salvation. Amen. That's more important. That men are saved. Should be your heart desire. Do you draw a plan? The, the year is running out. 2019 is going. If you said today is 1st December. Please, in the whole of this year, how many souls do you have to your name? Did somebody move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light because of you? Do you have one, even one person that accepted Jesus? Not that they go to church and they have stopped going to church. I'm not talking about that one. He said, my daughter sent me and said, Papa, I got five tear robber souls. Aha, uh -huh, I know. If any tear robber, yeah. No, I call assemblies, no be here, no be here, no be here, no be That's not born again. They are saved already. They are just offended. But to get a Muslim, to receive Christ, to get an atheist, a Buddhist, they're sitting there counting shoes and offended about who did what. And when we were sharing so below, they gave you only one. <laughs> you have lost focus. That's your problem. 
So we don't see, we don't feel God's heart. Let me show you God's heart. This one, Jesus. Let's go to Jesus. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. Matthew 14, 14. Mark 6, 34. Jude 20 to 23. I'll go over and then we'll read them. Matthew 9, verse 36. Matthew 14, 14. Mark 6, 34. Jude has one chapter. So verse 20 to 23. Go. Matthew chapter 9, the verse 36. But when he saw the multitude. When Jesus saw the multitude. He, he was moved with compassion on them. He was them. moved with what? Compassion on them. Jesus was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted. Because they fainted and, were and they were like abroad. them. They were scattered abroad. As sheep having no shepherd. As, as, if, as if they were sheep having no shepherd. So if you are a believer, you should learn to have compassion on sinners. Don't wish them go forward. You bet you go forward. Jesus have compassion. If you are a Christian and you don't feel for souls. If you are a Christian and you have never cried for an unbeliever, check your Christianity. hit it again. I said if you're a Christian and you don't feel when you hear an unbeliever is dead. If you're a Christian and you have never cried about the soul, check yourself. Jesus was moved with compassion. He said, and I ask questions, did they hear the gospel? 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 You have friends who are sending you money. I've said it before. I had this governor. Anytime I went to him, he'd give me $250,000. Anytime. Anytime. I come and pour the dollars on my bed and sleep on it. I never preach Christ to him. One day I asked him about church. Ah, now you think I believe in all this, your Jesus? I was shocked to my bone. I was shocked to my bone. We have friends around us. We're enjoying benefit from them. You love the way that seamstress sews your dress. You have told everybody about that seamstress. Have you told that seamstress about Jesus? We have people around us who die and go to hell. And it's not because of Jesus. It's because of you and I. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 14. We'll come back to the Matthew series. And look at Romans chapter 10, verse 14. I know my time is up. Give me five minutes. Romans 10. Let me land. Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they How have not believed? How then shall they call on him? In whom in they whom have not believed. They have not believed. How can somebody who doesn't know Jesus call on God whom he has not believed? And how shall they believe how in him? How shall they believe on him whom they have, whom not, they heard? have not heard? And how would they shall hear, they hear without, a without what? That means as somebody can only be saved when you preach. Somebody can only be saved when you preach. Is it 1 Corinthians 2, 1, 21? God chooses the foolishness of preaching to save. First Corinthians 121. 
First Corinthians one twenty one. For after that, in the wisdom of God, after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew him not. The world by wisdom knew him not. It pleased God. It by pleased the God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. To save them that believe. Amen. So without us preaching, men will not be saved. It's not choreography. Don't go and sing there. Go and preach the gospel. Because people can come and enjoy the music and go home. They will enjoy our drama. God knew drama was there in his days. Hey, everything was there. But he chose the foolishness of preaching. So you never see, and they were acting and the people got saved. And as they sang, they gave their life to Jesus. God chose the foolishness of preaching. That's why somebody can be healed and he's not born again. You can enjoy healing and still not be saved. All the 99.9% of the people Jesus healed were not born again. And there was a man he healed. They asked him, do you know Jesus? He said, I don't know. He don't even know Jesus' name. He says, there's only one thing I know. I was blind, but now I see. That means God's glory, God's blessing can come to anybody. It's not special. It is he who reigns on both the righteous and the unjust. So the fact that you see somebody prospering in business doesn't mean God is with them. Don't deceive yourself. A Muslim can be healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. A Buddhist can. Healing is different from salvation. Salvation only comes if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, the lordship of Jesus. is as simple as that. Let's go back to the Matthew series and then. So we are at Matthew 14, 14. Matthew 14, 14. Mm -hmm. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude. Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude. And was moved with compassion he toward them. He was what? Them. He was moved with compassion. Toward them. Tell me, Busao said, the people that play football behind your wall, have you ever had that compassion that these people could it be that they don't know Jesus? Some of us even have workers. You leave them and come to church. Have you ever asked if that, excuse my word, maid servant in your house knows Jesus? You are walking to Legon to preach when there are souls in your house. Before you go and pick that car, start from your house. There are people more than close. You are not going to knock somebody you don't know's door. There are people in our lives that we play with, we joke with, we have business transactions with. Do they know Jesus? Or you are too shy to talk about Jesus? Or that is not the environment to discuss Jesus? You don't want to offend them. Yeah, people offend you by smoking anywhere. People go on Facebook and they can be naked on Facebook. All stupidity you can find there. What do you put there? Bag, handbag, shoes. Have you ever put a post that give your life to Jesus before? Have you ever reposted your pastor's post on your page before? Or you don't even want people to know that's where you go to church. Your page is very active. But only God knows what is active there? 
Let me mind my business. Do do 20 because of time. Do 220, do 20, 23. Come. 20 to 23. Jude 1, 20 to 23. Mm -hmm. But ye, beloved, building up, beloved, building up yourself, building in, up yourself your in your holy most faith, holy faith, praying in praying the Holy in Ghost. The holy Ghost uh -huh. Keep yourself. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Looking Lord Jesus Christ. Looking for the mercy Christ of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unto eternal life. Uh -huh, 22. And of and of some have compassion. He says, and difference. of some have compassion. Or see, a bimu ha, nya ayem tiamom, wati. Have compassion. Making why? a difference. Making a difference. And others save with fear. And others save with fear. Pulling them out of the fire. Jesus. Hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. He says, some pull them out of fire. You can only be compassionate about people to pull them out of fire. The end of the world is real. Judgment is real. Somebody's salvation is dependent on you. Yet you spend so many hours watching TV, watching movie. Preaching has become difficult. When last did you preach the gospel? When last did you preach the gospel? It's not about inviting people just to come and fill the auditorium. Like I said, it's not about us. When we come to church, it's all about us, your friends. There are people who are going to die today because they won't hear the gospel. Do you know that on your way home, the car you will sit in, that person, that Uber driver is your soul. But we neglect some of these things. That trotro, the people in. Have you ever sat in a trotro and felt compelled to stand and tell them Jesus loves them? That is not about what they do. It's not about their sin, but it's about what Jesus has done. You sit there and people come and preach and preach law. And you laugh and you feel ashamed. But what have you done about it? I beg you, I know time is up, but I have to learn. Next point. The proof of ministry is men. The proof of ministry is men. Second Corinthians 3, 2. The proof of ministry is men. I must place value on men. It should be my priority as a believer. I must place value on men. When value is not placed on men, you will see evangelism as instruction, not a responsibility. When we don't place value on men, we will see evangelism as an instruction, not our responsibility. Whatever is your responsibility, you create time for it. Whatever is your responsibility. So when we place value on men, we will see evangelism not as an instruction, but a responsibility. And whatever is your responsibility, you create time for it. You create time to do it. Do we create time for evangelism? Evangelism is not what we do at our leisure time. 
Evangelism is not what we do at our convenient time. We create time to evangelize. We decide that any opportunity we get, we preach Christ. Any opportunity. I have encountered so many Jehovah Witnesses. It's not, they don't care what you are doing. If you are cooking, they will sit there and preach to you whilst you are cooking. You, you say, I'll go and come. They don't care what you are doing. They don't care how harshly you talk to them. And guess what? They are not preaching the gospel. In last time, we used to call them Mechem Kwem. They don't care. They don't care. You know what? You, you care too much. You care too much. And if you care too much and you are not passionate about souls, you win nobody. Last three weeks, we were in Yaka house getting ready for service. Jehovah, when we were saw them, some man be preaching. Unbelievable. They have come into our church. They knew they have come to a wrong place. Because all they had was a book. And what we have was a Bible. So you know what? I loved. Is it daring I should call it? These people are crazy. It's like going to the mosque to go and preach to Imam. But you know what? If we are going to do this, men will be saved though. If we put compassion and we are driven by God's heartbeat, instead of looking, everything about Christianity has become me, me, me. I want to travel. I want to marry. I want to do this. Me, me. When we take those things out and we seek God's heartbeat, this world will be a better place. So evangelism is not what I do at the leisure time. The will of God can never be found outside of man. Everything God did, he did in a man. Any opportunity you get, my brothers, my sisters, preach Christ. Preach Christ. You see, we preach the gospel in two ways. We preach the gospel to the saved and to the unsaved. Those who are unsaved, we preach them to accept Jesus. Those who are saved, we teach them what Christ has done. Because they don't even know why Christ died. They don't even know they have righteousness. They don't know they are forgiven. So, you don't say, no! Preach Christ. God's will is my will. And I respond by preaching. Wherever I find myself, I must see the responsibility to preach. God's will is my will. God's heartbeat is my heartbeat. Anywhere I find myself, I must seize the opportunity to preach. I'm ending by saying this. One day we will stand before God and we will account for the grace we received and what we did with the grace. He has made us ambassadors. He said, as if God is pleading through us, 
God has sent you and I. God is depending on you and me to get somebody saved. Are we disappointing God? Because it's scary. If this year I've had more people die than any year, and yet you have preached to nobody in the whole year, you can do the maths. How many people do you know that died without knowing Jesus? A man used to come and work on my DST. And I always discuss football with him. Never discuss Christ. The last time my DSTV was having a problem, I called him. His son said he's dead. I cried that day. Several opportunities I got. A man was not sick. Of late, people die without a sign. Don't wait for somebody to die and regret you had the opportunity, but you never preached. Christ is counting on you and I. There's nobody who will do it. It is you and I, our responsibility. As Christians, we are to preach Christ. God bless you. This was a message from the General Overseer of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Osei.